Hello, I'm Monsignor Jim Lasanti. Today, on Personally Speaking, I'll be joined by three-time Tony-nominated Andy Carl, who is performing in a one-night presentation at Lincoln Center, marking the 50th anniversary of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Please stay with us. Welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Jim Lasanti, and three-time Tony-nominated actor Andy Carl joins me now. Andy received Tony nominations for his performance as Rocky in Rocky, Bruce Gannett in On the 20th Century, and Phil Connors in Groundhog Day. He most recently appeared on Broadway as Edward Lewis in Pretty Woman, and his other Broadway credits include The Mystery of Edwin Drood, Nine to Five, Legally Blonde, Jersey Boys, and Wicked. Andy is performing in an upcoming one-night presentation of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, marking its 50th anniversary at Lincoln Center. He'll be joined in the cast by his wife, Tony nominee Orfe. It features the musical course of Andrew Lloyd Webber and the lyrics of Tim Rice. Andy and Orfe have been married for 19 years. They've appeared together on Broadway in Legally Blonde, Saturday Night Fever, and Pretty Woman, and they recently returned to Feinstein's 54 Below in New York City for several concert performances. Joining me now in the studio, I'm so pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking, the Tony-nominated actor, the great singer, Andy Carl. Before we get to our interview with Andy, let's listen to him singing. This is called Fight from the Heart, and it's from the musical Rocky. Rocky Marciano If you was here, Rocky, what would you tell me to do? In this corner I ain't comparing myself To a champ such as you But Rocky You've been through it Making the choice of your life In a second or two I still got enough pride even now I can still turn it down Here stands a fighter, but they want a clown And I hear you saying, make a new star Rocky, fight from the heart Always been told that I'd never amount And I'd always believe they was right All of my life, I've been down for the count I'm in jail tonight. Andy Carl is our guest. Delighted to welcome him. Andy, thank you so much. And Andy, could you tell our listeners around the country who may have the privilege of being in town on February 17th more about you starring in another production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat? Yes, it's the 50th anniversary 50th of that anniversary. Okay. show uh, of Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice's lovely project. Uh, and it's going to be very special. And uh, it's going to be at the David Geffen Hall on okay. February 17th. So please come check it out. I, I, and 
I haven't even gone to a rehearsal yet, but I know this. The, the I'm playing Potiphar, and my wife is playing Potiphar's wife, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, so sort of typecasting there. But we are going to be doing, I think, what we're going to be doing with it is something that's never been seen before. I can't mention, I can't give away secrets. Okay. But that's definitely, it's going to be something that's, Hasn't been done. Do you know if Mr. Weber and Mr. Rice are coming? I have no idea. It would be, be lovely cool. if they did. Yeah. If they hear this, please come to the show. You should see 50 years, how it's grown and evolved. Now, Andy Carl, aside from being a wonderful actor, a great singer, a talent of many, many kinds, is also a happily married man to Orfe. And I want to ask you, every weekend, uh, Andy, I get to do weddings. And one of the things I do, because I want to preach decently, is I say to the couples, hey, help me out. I, I don't think I should get the last word. So each of them writes me an essay. Why of the billion people in the world, why is this the one? If someone had requested that of you, why was you the one? Well, oh, well, that, that was, I was a fan first. Okay. So I saw her in Saturday Night Fever before I joined the company. Oh, okay. And this, you know, this woman's voice and her presence knocks me out, and uh, I would stare at her poster outside of the, <laughs> the theater every day. And this is that was that was before my first Broadway show, which was with her. Um, so, as we as I joined the company, people started talking to us about each other, and uh, she, it was I could see her being so sweet and loyal to her mm. friends. That was the first sign of this woman is really like very special and she there she knows exactly what she wants in that way is from from her friends it's that they're not like fly by night if you're a friend of of Orphe's you're going to be for life mm -hmm. and um so a tremendous amount of loyalty and she's just you know she's one of the most special people on the planet it's uh -huh. kind of it and and that's just not me saying it's i hear it all the time so wow um I, I think I did well there. <laughs> I hope she feels the same way. I wish she was here. I'd say, how come Andy Carl so she could write her own essay? Um, in this business, uh, there are people who would say marrying someone in the same business, because the business can be so up and down, uh, is tough. But you've said in other places actually gives you more of a sense of empathy for each other, yes? Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly, in my life, can look at somebody and completely empathize with this. Something I have very strongly. She has some a very good business head. We're 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 opposites in that way. Where it's it helps each other out. Uh, the important thing is that we just listen to each other instead mm. of just like, yeah, I hear you whining, but I hear underneath the whining, like you want something else from your life. You want to be happy. It it's it's a lot of intuitive stuff that happens between us, which I really like and I really appreciate and I'm grateful for. Um, I not always works out with other people so right. uh you know there's just something about when you find the right one who can have the empathy as you said it, and she's it, got it she's yeah. got it andy carl starred recently in uh, pretty woman i saw that production and his wife was also a co-star although not his romantic interest and i probably like most of the audience wondered what she thought when you were making whoopee with someone who was not your wife uh, how is that eight times a week well eight to eight times a week you know making whoopee to somebody on a piano it, not gets, old. it gets old real quick um so it's called yeah it's definitely called acting um uh samantha bark's lovely we're friends she was very good friends with my wife and we all had a good time i sort of joined the company late so a lot of relationships had already been uh, established there so they were good friends and it was you know she there was not a worry at all and i was and also, I just wanted to be very like, this is what I'm going to do. This is by the book. And right, this is how right. we're going to make it look really great for the audience. But between us, I mean, it's like, you know, 
we'll, we'll shake hands after the scene's done and we'll go on our merry way. Well, speaking of this eight times a week and for our listeners around the country, that's what Broadway actors do time and time again, sometimes two shows a day. When I went to see Groundhog Day, which Andy starred in and was magnificent in, I took uh, a young person with me who was uh, in a city, had never been to a Broadway show before, and was knocked out by his first Broadway play. I mention that because... For you, it's one of eight performances a week. For him, it was the first time he ever experienced it. I know you want to give your best every time, but how? How does he, how do you find the energy, the dynamism to make it fresh every time you get on stage? Um, that particular show, Groundhog Day, was easy for me because it's, um, it's a catharsis of life, and it, it starts in one place of being very angry and bitter, which I can show up to a matinee, very, very groggy and, and, and like, ah, I can't believe I have to do the show. But at the <laughs> end of the show, uh, it's, it's sort of, uh, the culmination of, of living life to the fullest and, and being available to, uh, the people around you, which, mm-hmm. uh, that it, to me is what theater is all about. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's when you're in the house, when an audience is in the house, they're part of the show. So, uh, you know, it's great to have good responses from people, but it's really communicating the story as best we can to, so the, the audience hears all our good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a lot of bits and, you know, falls and, Great joke lines and right. big songs, and I, you know I want to impress everybody when they walk in the door. <laughs> the uh, experience of going into acting, Andy, when you first told your parents or your family, "I'm going into the arts," a lot of support for it, or were they like many parents of the mind, acting is fine as an avocation, but get a real job? Yeah, I mean, I don't. It wasn't like some big thing like, "Ma, I want to be an actor." Mm-hmm. It was just sort of a natural blend. We had music in the house. My mother played organ for her church. Uh-huh. Uh, we had a piano around all the time. We had records around all the time. Those things, those long LP records right, right. That, we, that nobody has anymore. Um, or they're, maybe they're making a comeback. So we had the West Side Stories and the Jesus Christ Superstars and the uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. So music was a big part of my life and sort of a natural progression to, oh, he can sing. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to go in the school play. Uh, he's going to get a side job during you know his first year of college working at a dinner theater and it was sort of hand in hand it wasn't it wasn't something where i was like until mm. i made until i said i'm moving to new york i'm going to try this out and see what happens they're pretty open i mean they're they my my parents are pretty you know laid back about stuff they want they want happiness all around which is nice yeah. uh, my first experience of andy carl was in a off broadway play called Alter Boys, which leads me to ask you the question, were you ever an altar boy? I was at you my were. mother's church. My, she played the organ. I was I was an altar boy. No kidding. Putting out candles and, you know, <laughs> taking a Eucharist. And Listening to uh, boring homilies. You did it all, huh? <clears throat> yeah, I, I was out there. But, you know, it was, it, was, it was fun to be a part of. And I had friends that were, you know, wow. also altar boys. So it, doing the show was like sort yeah. of a return to uh, younger people day it was it was interesting it's like oh i know this this world and then add my own like musical theater world in, involved and i was like it was sort of fit nicely kobe bryant is on a lot of people's minds uh because of the tragedy of the ending of his life what was striking to me though andy was i had known i knew him as a basketball player one of the greatest but i had known that he was uh actually active in his faith that he went to mass at seven o'clock that morning with his uh Ugh. his daughter and then got on the helicopter and died um that's the side of him, that spiritual side. I had no clue. Uh, what about yourself? How was how was spirituality introduced to you growing up? 
Um, basically by ritual, let's go to church on Sunday. Okay. So, you know, that's uh, religion is a huge part of that, especially a part as uh, being a young kid and doing Sunday school. And um, I sort of did it as, uh, you know, parents wanted that for, for me. And I, and I found that, you know, later in life, it's like, oh, they, what they were doing is like instilling some good moral hmm. ground. Right, there. right. You can interpret the Bible however you want, whatever, but it's all all based in some sort of like a good moral establishment. Mm. Let's be kind to each other. Let's, right, you know. right. Um, so that's what I appreciated about it. And so, I mean, as an actor, especially in theater, you when you're about to go on stage and your voice is not feeling great, you're like, please, God, help me <laughs> get through this song. Yeah. You realize, you know, this you're going to a spirit, a higher spiritual level. So right. it's it's always with me, and you yeah. know, m- m- I was, you know, it was always part of my faith when I was when I was growing up, part of my life. We'll be right back with more of Andy Carl and our interview with Andy. But first, let's listen to him singing. This is called "Seeing You" from the wonderful Broadway musical Groundhog Day. Drove out of town, took a right onto a north. Bound highway Was it really only yesterday? If I had known what now I know Maybe I would have taken a moment Maybe looked over my shoulder Maybe shed a tear Now I'm here A storm blew in Overwhelmed me sometime late this morning I'm seeking signs, reading lines, trying to forecast the future. Always staying a day ahead. Well, that was the idea, but I'm. My first interviews a hundred years ago was for the film director Frank Capra, and I did his funeral, in fact. And I mentioned that because uh, I said, "You pray when you work," and he said, "Before every major scene, yeah. I say a prayer. Get this right." And I was thinking how long those movies must have taken yeah. to make if he's praying in between every scene. But God knows he did some great ones. It's a wonderful life being yeah, a favorite of mine. Special, you know? special about you know making art and going to a higher place. I think Groundhog Day was probably the most spiritual thing for me mm. to do it was sort of a universality a spiritual thing it's it's something about becoming a uh, becoming so small as mm-hmm. a person and you know wanting to take from everybody and the end of the show was about giving 
to everyone around you because they give you so much. You want to give mm -hmm. as much as you're getting and it's sort of like this endless circle of, of giving. And uh, I was, you know, I still get, still get chills thinking about it. It was, and it, and um, yeah, it's, it's something that is with me all the time. This coming Sunday is Groundhog Day. Yes, looking forward to it. Who knows what things are. That's happen. right. We never can tell. And I have to say, when I because I saw it a couple of times, Groundhog Day, to me it was a perfect theatrical embodiment of uh, the golden rule. You know, it was beautifully done. I don't know the people behind, the creative people behind it, but boy, they were onto something there, something very special. Okay, uh, I'm looking at Andy Carl. He's in great shape. He sings well. He's uh, dynamic and young. But... Andy, we are all of us head in the same place, which is the aging process. Does it intimidate you at all? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Especially in this business. You're just like, okay, well, uh, there's something that I, if you ever get tense about it, then you're like, oh, well, it's just, it, it happens. I can't, I can't let that sit in my head all the time. So what I'm going to do is just grow with the age. I, I'm, I'm ready for father roles. I'm ready for... Uh, right, right. I think, and I also think people uh, trust actors who have been there for a while and know what they're doing, and and they can trust them to, you know, be in certain spots. And I'm still very active, and people know I can dance and do all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, it's just it's it's part of it. It's, but you can't let that get in the way. It's just part of process. And and there's so much out there mm -hmm. to to find and do that. I mean, look, everybody prizes y youth, uh, but I also look at it like you've got so much to learn. Yeah. <laughs> so much to learn. This like, is true, right? For get to the us. show. Get to the show on time. Don't go out late. Let's, <laughs> let's all do our job here. We'll have a much better production. Right, right. When, when Andy Carl, for those who don't know, is a very, very blessed actor in terms of not just his talent, but he works a lot. He's had great success for many years. But when you have downtime, when you're not working, what do you do with it? Uh, my wife and I love going to Miami and you know, <laughs> okay. enjoying the sunshine. Um, we have our dogs at home that we also take care of. It's a very full house of animals and, and us. Uh, but also, you know, I, I have also, my brain doesn't really turn off <laughs> completely. Um, some days it does and I can just relax, but I usually have about four or five ideas going on at the same time, juggling ideas. Yesterday was a very big day to go talk to a guy I'm writing with uh, for a musical I want to do. And mm. I was talking to two writers. Somebody was asking me about, actually, uh, they have a great idea to create a TV show around a touring company of a musical. And I was like, I've done, like, oh, I've done five of those. <laughs> so please... Ask me whatever you want. So I was giving information to somebody who needed that for their their show, and they were it was hilarious and wonderful to relive that. Um, and then I was also working with my writing partner on a couple of other things. I mean, so the I think the thing is to challenge yourself, keep learning, uh, don't turn it completely off. Because what are you going to do? Sit around mm -hmm. the house and like wait for pizza deliveries? Just, right, you know, right. No, we no, no. Jason Tan was a guest, and he meditates. He's into yoga a lot. I'm like, how much yoga can you do? You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yoga's great, I suppose. I don't do it because I, my, <laughs> I, my, I have no hamstrings. But uh, uh, it's I do exercise, and and uh, you know I got to get back into rocky shape. Just this feeling that I that I have now, I'm ready to get back into that. And um, yeah, it's just it's 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 a good life to you know keep busy. For those who don't know around the country. Uh, 
Andy was Rocky on Broadway, and I was one of those lucky people that got to move up to the stage oh, nice. during intermission so I could see him kind of get whacked and whack away. But I mentioned the whole uh, Rocky story because you've had great success and many things, as I mentioned. But every actor I know has been perfect for a role that he didn't get. Um, how does Andy Carl deal with disappointment, uh, rejection? I'm certain I was right for this. Uh, what do I do with the uh, disappointment? Um it's it's interesting. It's like um, there's like Rocky. I, I never really give up on something. I was like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's that you get back up from it is 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 always the way. Uh, there's been disappointing. Like I, I tore my ACL in Groundhog Day, which right. is one of the you know tragic stories of doing the show. But it was also a moment to ask myself, what am I going to do in this circumstance? And you know. Rocky's voice came in loud and clear, get back up, you know, it's not how hard you get hit, it's about how hard you get hit and keep coming, keep moving. Right. So uh, that's that's what I say now. Dis- disappointment will come in waves mm-hmm. as things. I was, I was very, very disappointed that I didn't win the, the, this is very egotistical to say, that I didn't win the Tony Award for that show because I had given so much right, of myself right, for right. that. And it was, it was, and everybody kept whispering in my ear that's like, it's yours, it's yours. And I was, and it was sort of like a, it took me to a bitter place. Like, how could they not do this? And and then I realized it's like, well, this is ridiculous that I'm thinking this. It's not about you. It's not about, you know, it's, yeah. it's about, it's about however whatever works best and people find it to it's it's outside of my own spectrum i can only do what i do as being like the best Mm -hmm. possible performance that i can possibly give and that's what i've always done throughout my life i've always searched for that and i think i won that way so it's it's fantastic andy carla uh mentioned the experience of uh, the tony nominations and he has a bunch of them but how much do you owe uh someone maybe your wife for uh, realism in, in the sense that uh, I read that New York Times review of you when you were in Groundhog Day. You know, a star is born. This guy's incredible. This is the best of the best. A lot of people were telling you that. How do you keep your feet on the ground? Who does that for you? Um, I, 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 from where I come from, yes, my wife, obviously. Okay. <laughs> but to start at the beginning, it's kind of like I was we, – we were a, a family that, you know, we worked – my, my parents worked for a living. They, mm-hmm. You know, they, a lot of times it was paycheck to paycheck. It was appreciating whatever you, you have at that point. Um, and I certainly worked myself up from, like, doing dinner theater and community mm-hmm. theater on the side of the road in Pulaski Highway off of Baltimore to coming <laughs> to having this grand idea that I could make it onto Broadway. Um, anytime I can I have a sense of, like, I'm too much. I can, <laughs> it's easy for me to look back. And actually, my wife actually wants me to have more of like, you need to have more ego. You need okay. to appreciate it, you know, that how hard you've worked and where you are in your in the world. It's it that's actually difficult for me to do, be like, you know, do you know who I am? That's right, I'm not right. really that type of person. Um so it's it's sort of ingrained from an early age, but uh certainly my wife Orfe is she's she was uh, in the music she is in the music business, but she had a recording deal in like in the 90s. And the music business is much more cutthroat than I think the musical theater business is. It's 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 a different animal, but it's it's like one day you're in the next day you're out like mm-hmm. every, everything else. Um, you know, so I watch these kids in the Grammy Grammys and like one will have a one hit wonder and then you'll never hear from them again. Yeah. And I wonder what that does. It's like I'm I'm super appreciative that I've been able to maintain. Yeah 
now for living in New York for some 20, some 25 years, mm-hmm. I've, I've never been out of a job, essentially, which that's great. Uh, the uh, guest after you this afternoon coming into the studio is someone you probably know, Reeve Carney. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I want to talk to him about is he's very dedicated to this thing of, I'm going to do the uh, stage door until one in the morning if I have to because they came to see me. Which brings up my question, Andy Carl. Um, at what point can you set perimeters on this is the life I'm going to give you guys professionally, but then I got to pull back and have me time. How much do you give? How much do you know when not to give? I, I, I don't know. There's there's something about it's a different, whatever the experience is for a different show. Mm. Groundhog Day, I, I, I did the Reeve Carney. I was, <laughs> I knew the fans were coming there to see that show, see me, see the elements that were in it, and it meant so much to everybody, and I knew it was changing people. So I wanted to be there and talk to them about it. So I'd stay there till wee hours wow. signing and talking uh pretty woman felt like a more of an ensemble thing so it was like thank you thank you thank you thank you and, mm-hmm. I, and i'm on my way uh it i think and the the movie was very close to the uh the script that we we're doing on stage so it all it really depends on mm-hmm. what show we're doing and what time i have to go feed the dogs would, <laughs> would you for some uh, kid walking up to you who's 17 and in high school productions Knowing what you know now, still encourage someone to embrace the vocation of acting? Absolutely. It's just changed and formed my life. Um, mm. yeah. It will never be what they expect it to be from time to time. But if the only, the only thing was I just had all this passion to do it. And passion is just kind of what led me through. So if somebody's got that much passion, I will never stop someone from try, attaining what they want to attain. So if there's any guidance I can give along the way, you know. Right. Ask me. Okay. I promise this is the last question. Um, I hope that Andy Carl has a long and illustrious career and that he's here well into his hundreds. But if today, Andy, you went home to God, what would you like to be remembered for? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> yeah, putting smiles on faces. My, my, my dog passed away maybe two years ago, and he was, he was actually one of the understudies to Bruiser on Broadway oh. in Legally Blonde. And I was so happy that he made people laugh and smile before he left this earth. Mm-hmm. It was like, that's all I really want. To bring joy. Yeah, and maybe like a nice like a funeral in, in New Orleans where they're playing you know, <laughs> playing music that's and the way to a go. good time. That's the way to that's go. That's the way to go. Thanks to Andy Carl for being on Personally Speaking. Thanks for his wonderful career so far. Uh, he said some wonderful things today about what really matters, the values he has, the values he treasures, the family he comes from, the woman he is blessed to be married to. I hope for many years we'll continue to experience the extraordinary talent of this man whose wife is right and needs a little more ego because he is gifted, Andy Carl. Andy, thanks for being on our show. Thank you. As we end today's program, I want to thank you all for being with us and to listen to Personally Speaking as our podcast with some of our most recent shows. Please go to YouTube and search Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Mosanti and subscribe. You can also listen to past episodes of Personally Speaking by going to www.CloseEncounterTV.com and clicking on the radio button at the top of the page. And additionally, Personally Speaking episodes are also available at www.OLLMP.org. OLLMP.org. That's my parish website. You'll also get Monsignor Santi's weekly homilies. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer, Personally Speaking, Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz, our engineer is Rocco Vitolo, and our audio facility is Creative Media Design in New York City. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.